0: A huge show in store Ari Wasserman of The Athletic going to join the show coming up at nine o'clock going to talk college football playoff of course going to talk Will Howard joining the Ohio State Buckeyes and some of the Ohio State panic that's been going on whether or not that's justified we will have off the beaten path coming on later in the show and I am someone who is I'm a very big basketball fan basketball is a big part of what I have done professionally over the last half decade or so, I've spent a lot of that time as a beat writer covering various teams, whether it be the Cavs, the Minnesota Timberwolves, Milwaukee Bucks. I'm going to talk about this Ricky Rubio situation, the buyout from the Cavs, what it means not only for him, of course, we all wish Ricky well, but what it means for the Cavs moving forward. We'll dive into that situation coming up a little bit later on in the show, but I've been thinking and in going back and thinking about what last night's show was and just really what, you know, a week ago right now, we were getting ready for kickoff between the Browns and the Jets and the Browns had a chance to do something they had not done. And that's clinch a playoff berth at home in front of fans with a week to go in the season. Like those are things that just have never happened before in this town, at least not in the the memory of the new browns since the team returned to action in 1999 and the week since is what i'm essentially just going to call as a browns fan my dream week and it's for a number of different reasons because this is the week where you know maybe not the week we've all dreamt of as browns fans right like that would be the week leading up to the super bowl the days after super bowl victory that's what you dream of as a fan but if you'd have thought about this five, seven years ago, you're like, yeah, you know, in our dreams, we'll have clinched a playoff berth before the regular season ends. Like that, that'll be the day, right? Well, that day has arrived, and we've been trying to sift our way through it and figure out how to manage what this week is like. And I do think Cleveland has done a good job. It's been interesting to see how things are out in Berea, knowing that they're going into a game that for the first time, ever doesn't matter for all the right reasons. They've had plenty of games not matter for all of the wrong reasons in the past, but this is the first time that their game this Sunday will not matter for all of the right reasons. But this has also been a dream week because with this game not mattering this upcoming Sunday, it gives Browns fans the opportunity to dream about what could be. To dream about... Okay, well, what do things look like? And it doesn't have to be far down the line. It can be far down the line. But what do things look like if Jacksonville wins this weekend and the Browns are there? What kind of travel plans do I have to make to get to Jacksonville, Florida for a wild card weekend? What if Indianapolis wins? What's that dream look like? It's definitely a shorter trip to Lucas Oil. What does it look like? What's the dream look like if the Houston Texans win? what I've been spending a lot of my week thinking about for this Browns team. And it's not just that, because I do think you can take it further. Okay, well how do things look second round of the playoffs? What does that dream look like? Is it going to be in Kansas City? Is it going to potentially be a matchup in Baltimore against the Ravens? I I mean, the only thing that would be a better storyline than that is if that happened in the AFC Championship game. And of course, a lot of this I do think depends on how the rest of the playoffs play out or the playoff picture plays out, I should say. There are a lot of moving pieces and parts elsewhere. Mainly who wins the AFC East, who's going to be the 2 seed. Buffalo might not make the playoffs. Like there are a lot of things that kind of go into what this dream looks like that you have to think about when you're going through these hypothetical situations. But it's also been an opportunity for me, someone who has who grew up here, who I've lived in Cleveland, the greater Cleveland area, for the majority of my life. Spent a few years elsewhere doing work stuff, covering teams in Wisconsin and Minnesota. But for them, I'm a Clevelander. It's who I am. The Browns are something I've always cared about no matter where I've been. I know there are plenty of you out there that are just like me. Maybe you've done different things in different places. But wherever you go, the Browns are going to follow you. You've thought about what this type of playoff run would look like more so than just this week. But because you're probably not thinking about this upcoming weekend against Cincinnati, truthfully, I don't know that I've talked to a Browns fan all week that is thinking about this weekend. Honestly, I could forget that they're playing on Sunday because the weekend to follow is the one that matters. And this one, you know, it'll be funny to see Jeff Driscoll play quarterback for the Browns. We're at the point now where we need you, know, you know that the mannequin with all the quarterback jerseys, the the last name jersey. We're at the point where we need one of those for just guys that have started the last regular season game because that list is incredible. It's honestly funnier than the list of guys that have just started for the Browns. Jeff Driscoll is going to join that company. I'm gonna watch. But it's not something It's like, you know what, if something, as long as everyone that needs to come out of that game healthy comes out of that game healthy, we can act like it never happened for all I care. Because everything that matters is what we've been dreaming about. That's the playoffs. And looking at what that could look like, that's been what has consumed a lot of my thoughts on sports for the week. You think about, okay, well, who do the browns best match up with? who are you rooting for and we've had that conversation and you know and I'm sure a lot of different people feel different ways. Some people want them to be in Indianapolis some people want them to be in Jacksonville some people want them to be in Houston. I don't know that there's a right or a wrong answer. I've got my own takes but I could be convinced a number of different ways but we've all thought about it we've thought about and I would venture to guess because I know I'm this way And I might not be the typical Browns fan, but I know I'm not the only person that thinks the way I think. There are far too many, far too many Browns fans for no one to have similar thoughts as me on this. And I can do this because I'm a fan, I'm I'm not on the team. Like it does not matter what I think in the grand scheme of things here, but I've been looking past the wild card weekend when I've been dreaming about this playoff run. And I say playoff run because I don't see it ending there. That's what I've been dreaming of. I've been dreaming of a run where it's not just wildcard weekend. Hell, it might not even be just the divisional weekend. Dreaming of a run somewhere that the Browns have not been in my entire life. The Browns have not been since their return to action in 99. That's what this week has allowed me to do. And it's been a really cool thing as a Browns fan. Because we could talk like this in August and September For a long time. You've always been able to do that. But it's never been based in any reality. I mean, you could have talked like this in August of 2017. And then the team goes out, doesn't win a game. You could always dream. But it's different when it's a dream that's based in at least a semblance of reality. Because if you're a Browns fan like me, you probably woke up this morning. And I'm not saying it's the first thing you thought of. Probably shouldn't be the first thing you thought of. But it could be. Thought the Browns can win the Super Bowl. And you're not crazy for thinking that. And that's not something that's ever, ever happened. Maybe you were a believer in 2020, I wasn't, but maybe you were, and you know, credit to you if you were, but I, I don't know how many were. But we're at the point now, I don't know that there's anyone out there that scares the Browns. You know, you think back to that 2020 run, that game in Kansas City was cool because the Browns were there. It wasn't cool because you thought, man, Browns are gonna go into KC and win. Maybe you hoped, but I don't know how many people thought that they were just going to go defeat Patrick Mahomes. The thing that has made this possible is not just how good the Browns have been, and they've been really good, but the rest of the AFC is wide open. There's not a team that the Browns should be scared of. There's not a team that they are scared of. They're professionals. They're never going to be scared of a team. There's some teams I'm sure they feel they match up with better than others, and every team in football is going to feel that way. Like, I... Promise you Baltimore is rooting for Miami to beat Buffalo this weekend and for the Buffalo Bills to not be in the playoffs because there's Baltimore's not scared of anybody, but they don't want to see Buffalo and they don't want to see Cleveland. Those are the two teams they don't want to see in the playoffs. But the Browns, sure, you know, you would prefer to put off seeing Baltimore as long as you can. But I don't think going into Baltimore for a playoff game scares them. I think that allows you as a fan to dream a little bit more, to dream a, b- a little bit more realistic. And of course, all of our dreams here end with a trip to the Super Bowl. That's what being a fan's about. And it's incredible because we've not done this. We're, we're just kind of flying by the seat of our pants trying to figure out what this whole process looks like. None of us really know. We're just going through it day by day and it's really going to crank up next week. Really going to crank up next week when we don't have to pretend we care about a game that, eh, you know, we'll watch, but whatever happens, happens. Just stay healthy. That's that's the number the number one goal every week in the NFL is to win. This week, it's to stay healthy. It's not to win. If you win, great. If you lose, who cares? Just stay healthy and keep that dream alive. I think that dream's very real, and I can't wait to see how much more of it comes to fruition in the coming weeks, because like I said, I don't think it ends just with Wild Card weekend. I don't. I think that this is a playoff run that's going to go on for a long time, and honestly, I can't wait for it to get started. Thrilled to be here tonight, right here on 92.3 The Fan. It's Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. I'm Danny Cunningham, filling in for Jonathan. Super excited to have Ari Wasserman coming on senior writer at the athletic covers college football covers recruiting you no know, there was huge news with Ohio State with transfer quarterback will Howard committing to the Buckeyes earlier this evening think that there's a lot of Buckeye fan panic that's been going on and I'm not someone I don't can I'm not an Ohio State fan but I am a big college football fan I observe a lot of this stuff I consume a lot of this stuff so it's very interesting to see where the typical Ohio State fan is right now and how maybe expectations could be changing a little bit I Really excited to talk about how Will Howard might change what those changes look like. And we've got so much to get to. We will, later on in the show, replay the Joe Flacco interview from the Ken Carman Show with Anthony Lima this morning. If you did miss that, you can go back, find it on the Rewind function on the Odyssey app or stick around until later in the show. We will play it here in its entirety there. Also, Jim Schwartz, some big comments today at the podium. We'll dive into what that means coming up in a little bit, but... AFC wide open for the Browns. They're not scared of anybody. Who should they want to put off seeing in the playoffs until later? That's next right here on overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. I'm Danny Cunningham filling in on two three the fan. I'm sure we've all spent some time dreaming about the Cleveland Browns this week. They get ready to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. In their regular season finale this upcoming Sunday in a game that means nothing in all the right ways. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin right here on 92.3 The Fan. I'm Danny Cunningham filling in for Jonathan again tonight. Again, we will talk a lot of Calves coming up later on in the show. The Ricky Rubio news, I don't think, caught anyone by surprise when it broke earlier today, but it could have some implications on the way that the team constructs its roster. And I just think it's a really interesting thought exercise We'll get into that coming up later on in the nine o'clock hour. Stay tuned. Make sure you don't want to miss that. But we've allowed ourselves to dream about the Browns and what this postseason run could look like because we haven't focused energy as fans. And if I'm wrong, if you're dialed into this Cincinnati game, please tell me because I want to talk to you about why because you're the only person that I've, I've not met anyone that is. If you're 216-474-0092, if you're just dialed into the browns Bengals this weekend, I'd love to hear why. But in my dreaming, we've sort of, I've thought about who wildcard opponents could be, thought about who I want it to be, but I also don't see scenarios in which the Browns lose that game, in which the Browns don't advance out of wildcard weekend onto the divisional round. I feel like that's just a little bit dangerous. I feel like that is, it's so anti-Browns, right? Because we've always, we've been waiting for the shoe, the other shoe to drop forever. And this year, that other shoe's dropped like five times and it hasn't mattered. The Browns have just figured out a way to adapt, overcome, and still be really good no matter what's gone wrong because everything has gone wrong. But I think part of the reason that I've allowed this dream to look that way is because, one, the Browns have beaten everybody in the AFC South already this year. Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski has never lost a game against that division. believe he's 10-0 in his head coaching career against the AFC South. That matters to me a little bit. Now, that's not... Whoever they play is not going to roll over. Oh, you know, Kevin Stefanski, we've never beat him. That's not how that's going to go. But it's just something that adds to a little bit of confidence. The other reason that I feel really confident about this, and I've allowed myself to dream. I do feel like this conference as a whole is wide open. I feel like it is wide open for the Browns. Yeah, Baltimore is really, really good. But you know what the Browns did? The Browns went to Baltimore and won. Not a lot of teams can say that. There's no other team in football that can say they've beat both one seats. The Browns did that. Browns beat San Francisco with P.J. Walker playing quarterback and then went on the road and won in Baltimore in a game in which Deshaun Watson, who was great, he was great in that second half, but fractured his shoulder. Shouldn't be scared of Baltimore. Now they're really good. Don't get me wrong. And they'll be well-rested. But it's something that it shouldn't scare them. Buffalo looks great right now. They might miss the playoffs. If Buffalo doesn't win this weekend in Miami, there's a pretty plausible scenario, which the Bills are not in the playoffs. Can you really be scared of a team like that, even if they've been one of the better teams in football since really that Monday night loss to Denver where their season just looked like it was done? Not scared of Kansas City anymore. I realize they've won two Super Bowls. I realize... That Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback I've ever watched play football. I get it. But that team doesn't scare me as a Browns fan. It doesn't. Team does not scare me at all. Miami, it just lost by, what, 30 points to Baltimore. They've beat one good team this year. And that good team they beat was Dallas, who can't win away from Dallas. It's really easy for me to talk myself into the Browns being the second best team in the AFC. Knowing that they've beat the team, everyone, including myself, has penciled in at number one. 216-474-0092. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. I'm Danny Cunningham filling in. Rick and Westlake, you're first up on the fan. What's going on, Rick? Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing well. How are you? Good. I just want to talk about how exciting I am. I mean, 2020, we we didn't expect to go as far as we're looking at this year. But this year, we're real Super Bowl contenders, and it it just feels, it's magical. The city is magical. This is just a beautiful time to be a Cleveland Browns fan. It's so different, Rick. I'm glad you brought up 2020, and thank you for the call. It's so different than what it was then, because back then, we were just happy to be there, right? You think back to that game in Pittsburgh, and it was really different because I think capacity here in Cleveland For the most part was limited to like twelve thousand fans because of the pandemic for their home games. And then the game in Pittsburgh in the playoffs, there were zero fans. It felt like a playoff game, and the fact that it, you know, you felt like that night turned the page on the old Browns because of what they did, where they did it, who they did it against, all those things mattered a lot. But you didn't get to experience it the same way that you should be able to experience this. Same thing can be said about, and even going to Kansas City in the divisional round, one, was not the same atmosphere that most playoff games are. That's just not what it was because there were 16,000 fans there. If you were from Cleveland, maybe one, two, three, you know, a dozen of you made it to that game in KC, but it wasn't what a Browns playoff game is going to look like this year, and you were going against the Kansas City team that, if I'm not mistaken, had won the Super Bowl the year before in 2019. Patrick Mahomes, who you know, maybe he wasn't quite at the height of his powers yet. I still think he's getting better as a quarterback. But that Kansas City team was much more dangerous than this one is. Going into that game, it was hard. It was really difficult to draw up scenarios mentally where like if all these things go right, That's how the Browns find a way to win. I don't feel like I have to do that this year. I don't feel like I have to do that against anybody. Part of that, you know, because the AFC might be... I don't want to call it down because I think there are really good teams here. But wide open probably is what makes more sense to me. Part of it's because the Browns have shown me they belong. You can kind of go back through that 2020 schedule, do a little bit of nitpicking. You can't do that here. Browns have beat some really good teams in ways that you couldn't imagine. That win against San Francisco, yeah, the Browns were coming off their bye, and yeah, it's a long trip for San Francisco after they played a primetime game against Dallas the week before. I don't care. P.J. Walker started at quarterback, and the Browns found found a way to win that game. That game in Baltimore, yeah, they were down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. I don't care. Found a way to win. If anything, that makes it more impressive to me that they found a way to win that game. Those are the things that I think of as I go into this. 216-474-0092. John in Cleveland, you're next up. What's going on, John?
1: Hey, how you doing, bud? I'm good. How are you? Good. So, I've been a Brown season ticket holder for seven years. Dark years.
0: Some of them very dark, yes. This one, not as much.
1: This year is our year. I feel it. We've had the calls go our way, the games that didn't go our way, and all those seven years go our way.
0: How have you spent this last week, John, thinking about what this being our year looks like?
1: I mean, I've looked over... I'm 41 years old. So, I mean, I've been a Browns fan for 41 years. I've seen older for seven, but I've experienced all the dark years. This week when we clinched and we don't have to worry about week 18 and we can treat week eight, Week 18 like a preseason game, I don't think I've ever experienced it as a Browns fan.
0: You haven't. And, John, thank you for the call. 216-474-0092. You've not experienced this as a Browns fan. Because it hasn't happened before. The Browns have not played, have never, since returning to the field in 1999. I can't speak for what happened before then. But since they returned to action, the Browns have not played a regular season game in which they could rest their starters because they were going to the playoffs. When they clinched to go to the playoffs in 2002, they had to beat Atlanta. That final game, and they needed help to get in. It wasn't win and you're in. It was win, and I think they needed the Jets to beat the Packers or something like that. They needed another result to go their way to get into the playoffs. That's what that was. And then in, two, in 2020, it was win and you're in, but you had to win. Everyone had to play. That week, six, week 17 game, game number 16 in 2020, that really was playoff game number one. They just played against a JV version of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then they saw the real thing the next week and beat them even worse. But the Browns have never been in this spot, which means we've never, as fans, John says he's 41 years old, I'm sure been a fan his whole life, says he's been a season ticket holder for seven years. I'm sure as fans, we've never experienced this because this franchise has not experienced it. I can't speak to what the playoff pictures looked like in the 80s. I'm not going to try and do that, and I don't think it matters what that looked like because even if there was a situation like this back in 1987, 1988, whatever you want to say, that matters nothing as to now because that was 35 years ago. It's been a long time since this this town has been in any situation quite like this, and that's something that it makes it feel all the more special. It allows you as a fan to dream just a little bit more about what it could look like. And yeah, we've got thoughts as far as who we want the Browns to avoid. And there's teams that I would, if everything breaks perfectly, there's you know a team I would love to see the Browns face in the divisional round. I think at the end of the day, there would be no better storyline in football than Browns-Ravens in the AFC Championship game because the Ravens used to be the Browns, the Joe Flacco angle, just all of it. If it felt like 2020 beating Pittsburgh in the playoffs was turning the page and starting a new standard for the Browns, beating Baltimore in the AFC Championship game would feel like that times about 100. We'll talk about what that path looks like. We'll talk about who we want to see the Browns avoid, who we want to see the Browns play, whether it's in the wildcard round, whether it's in the divisional round. We'll do that next. Mike, Jerry, stay on the line. We will get to you coming up right here on 92.3 The Fan. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. I'm Danny Cunningham filling in. If you want to call the show, 216-474-0092, or you can get at me on Twitter. I'm at Real D. Cunningham. Of course, Twitter reactions are brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers. Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Get to your calls. Get to your tweets. Who do we want the Browns to avoid? Who do we want the Browns to see? That's all straight ahead right here on 92.3 The Fan. It's been dream week for the Cleveland Browns. Is I'm sure they're inside the building focusing a little bit on Cincinnati, but no one outside the building is focusing on the game this Sunday. It's all about the playoffs and what is yet to come. We've been able to dream a little bit about what the future holds for this Cleveland Browns team and what a playoff run could look like. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. I'm Danny Cunningham, filling in for Jonathan. We've got Ari Wasserman of The Athletic coming up at 9 o'clock, going to talk college football, going to talk Will Howard joining Ohio State out of the transfer portal, the quarterback from Kansas State. Don't want to miss that. That's coming up in just under 20 minutes right here on 92.3 The Fan. But we are talking about who you want the Browns to face, who you want to see avoid the Browns, or I guess who you want the Browns to avoid as the playoffs roll along as they start next week. Mike in Cleveland, you're next up on the fan. What's going on, Mike?
2: What's going on, man? How are you? Man, love the show. I'm doing well. I appreciate that. Lifelong long Browns fan, 40 years old, man. And I wanted to chime in on what you were talking about. When it comes down to who we should be worried about facing and who do we want to duck or who we want to see, I think that's the wrong question, man. I feel like with all the adversity and injuries that we didn't had to overcome and step up and put on and still manage to win and beat Baltimore, beat San Fran convincingly, I feel like the real question is one that should be asked that ain't been asked in almost fifty years, and that's who should be worried about try, who should be worried about playing us. Oh, who's, Mike, who's gonna try and avoid us? I think
0: if you gave whoever, and this is interesting because and that's a great point, but if you gave the winner of the AFC South which is going to be either Jacksonville, Indianapolis or Houston this weekend. If you gave them the option to be a wild card team and have to go on the road and face maybe Kansas City or host the Browns, I think they have they think about it. Like you would almost always pick the home the home game, but no one no one Mike wants to see the Browns right now. That is for
2: sure. Indeed. And I feel like, and I agree with you as far as what you're saying about we would probably be the one that they would choose over dealing with a Kansas City, which would be a grave mistake in my opinion. But the thing of it is, for me, is as a lifelong Browns fan, I feel like no matter what transpires in the playoffs, whether we get snuff the first round or make it to the Super Bowl or make it to the championship, this season is an absolute win for a true fan.
0: Oh, Mike, thank you for the call. There is, there is no doubt this season has been a monumental win for Cleveland Browns fans everywhere. There's no doubting that. This season, because forever, Mike mentioned being a lifelong Browns fan. Forever. Things have gone wrong in Cleveland with the Browns. They just have that. That is there's some really great history with this organization, with this franchise from back in the day. But a lot of things have gone wrong in the last 30 years. We've known that that's what it's been this year. A lot of things went wrong, but they have found a way to overcome adversity in a way that, and you obviously can't replicate that from year to year. Like if, the browns start I guess we'll say five different quarterbacks next year I don't like their chances to go 11 and six or 12 and five whatever they finish up with this year I don't like their chances to repeat that it takes a special group and it's not to say that group wouldn't be special but a lot of things for everything that has gone wrong the browns have forced a lot of things to go right and I don't know how repeatable that is but I do think what is repeatable is the attitude and the culture that has been set by this year. That, I think, is what's repeatable. That is something that they've instilled, and that, what I do think, is the thing that has changed about the franchise in a way that is going to, whether or not the Browns go on this magical playoff run that we hope they go on, or they don't, we're going to be able to take away that from this season and outside of going to the AFC Championship game, going to the Super Bowl, that's the best thing you could ask for because that's the thing that I do think you can carry over. That's the thing that I do think makes organizations successful over and over and over again. There's a reason why Pittsburgh. Has been above 500. As much as we can't stand them, there's a reason they've been above 500 every year forever. There's a reason why you very rarely, outside of Lamar Jackson getting injured and missing half the season, you very rarely see the Baltimore Ravens with a bad record. It just doesn't happen. As much as, again, as much as we can't stand that organization, there's a reason why. And it feels like, the Browns have bottled up some of that. I'm not saying you instantly become that type of organization. It takes time. You have to prove it over and over again. But I think the Browns have bottled up some of that. And that is the thing that outside when this season ends, whether it's with a parade down East Ninth with Joe Flacco holding the Lombardi Trophy, which is an incredible image to think of, or with a brutal playoff loss that's what you're going to be able to take away from this year. And I think that is something that makes this year special because you can see the tides of the organization in this town changing in real time. 216-474-0092. If you want to tweet the show, I'm on Twitter at real D Cunningham again, Danny Cunningham right here on the fan filling in it's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin, Jerry, you're next up on the fan. What's going on, Jerry.
1: And I can't agree with you more, buddy. I grew up in Baltimore. I've seen all these things. I've seen Trent Dilver win a Super Bowl. Great defense. Right. I've seen Joe Flacco win a Super Bowl. Great defense. I see him coming back here right now and, boom, taking it to the playoffs. Great defense. The Jets game, he should have lost. Great defense. This guy can get it done. He's a gunslinger. He throws interceptions, but guess what? He relies on that defense. And the Cleveland Browns, right here, right now, has a great defense and a great quarterback. And I'm just, I'm telling you right now, forget about next year if they're going to sign him or not. I'm telling you, it is right here and right now for the Cleveland Browns, right here, right now. I'm telling you, man. They That's don't what- get depressed or whatever. I'm telling you right now, you see what he's done in four or five games. I'm t- with a great defense. I'm telling you right now, they're going to the promised land, man. They are. Jerry, I
0: hope you're right. I hope you're right. And thank you for the call, Jerry. I, I hope you are right, man. And it's, you know, he brings up next year and I just, you know, I just talked about the culture and how that's the thing that can translate to next year and the coming years over and over again. And I'm totally going to, in some senses, contradict myself. I don't want to think about next year because that conversation I think is a really interesting one to have, particularly at that quarterback position, but it's also a conversation. I think that we as Browns fans deserve to get to put off because we don't know what Deshaun Watson is going to look like. We know he's going to be the starting quarterback if he's healthy week one of next year, but we don't know what he's going to look like. We don't know. There's going to be a lot of pressure on him, but that's not Browns fans right now. For the majority of my life, and I'm 30 years old, for the majority of my life, there's been some sort of negative conversation surrounding the quarterback of this football team. And with good reason. It's not as if it's just being negative to be negative. That's not what it's been. We've had, we have had a lot of bad quarterbacks in this town. We know bad quarterbacks better than any town in America. I promise you that. That's what Cleveland knows. Cleveland knows rock and roll, good food, bad quarterbacks. That's us. It's unfair to your fandom right now to worry about next year as far as that goes. It's unfair to think about what it's going to look like under center next year. We don't know how long Joe Flacco is going to keep this up. I hope it's through early February. I do. Can't promise it will, but that's what I hope is the case. If it is, that's great. But after that season ends, that's the time for that discussion. But now, now's the time to enjoy this ride. Now is the time to really savor what I think has become the least controversial quarterback play the Browns have had since 99. I don't know if Joe Flacco is the best quarterback the Browns have had since 99. He may have had the best four or five game stretch since 1999. But I don't know if there's anything to do other than just savor it other than just enjoy it. It's what we as Browns fans deserve. We've not had this. I think it's silly to try and look ahead and think about, oh, you know, what could be next year? I think you're wasting your time. I think you owe to your fandom to enjoy something that we've never had. Which isn't just competency at that spot. Because that's very rarely been had. But brief clarity. It's not forever clarity. But we know, aside from this week in Cincinnati, because the game doesn't matter. We know... It, as long as the games matter for the rest of this season, Joe Flacco's the guy. And we know those games are going to matter when he's the guy. And that's just not something we've got experience with. And it's not something that's always going to be promised. It might not be like this again for a while. I think my advice to Browns fans on this would be just savor that. Enjoy that. Don't argue about, you know, well, if Deshaun Watson does this next year, or if Deshaun Watson does that, what does that mean? We can... I, That We will have that conversation in March. I'm looking forward to that conversation. I can't wait to write a column about that conversation over at Cleveland Magazine. I can't wait to do that. But now is not the time. That's not what this is for. Now is the time to enjoy what we have and the ride that this Browns team is about to go on. That's what now is for. Up next is for talking with Ari Wasserman, senior writer at The Athletic, covers college football, covers recruiting. Will Howard committed to Ohio State to play quarterback next year. A little bit earlier this evening, going to dive into that with Ari. He is, for my money, the best college football writer in America. Fantastic at what he does. Going to also talk about the college football playoff with him. uh, Michigan's win over Alabama, Washington beating Texas, and sort of what to look forward to next week when the college football playoff championship game is played between those two, one current Big Ten school and a future Big Ten school. So Ari Wasserman next straight ahead on The Fan. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. I'm Danny Cunningham, filling in for him right here on 92.3 The Fan.